Hey folks, Devon Dave here. Cool. Right, so this will be my seventh episode of a brand new season. So what's on the agenda at the moment? Well, core cool bugger, it's been a been a busy old last couple of weeks since I did my um last podcast there. It's uh yeah, it's been um been a lot going on really. Just out the back of my place here with the dogs and the ferrets. I've just, um, just literally this second, I've just put one of my hobs, which is a male ferret, in with one of my jills, which is a female ferret. I've just covered her, covered her with one of the hobs. Uh, probably left it a little bit late, but we'll see what happens. It's getting to that time of year now where you kind of, or really I should have put my ferret, if I was gonna put a hob in, cover one of the jills I should have put him back in May really like June's all right but he's getting a bit late in the in the year for breeding time well the kits will be born well it's four week gestation period on those kits so you know, they're not going to be born until sort of like end of July August then they'll be getting on a bit there really but yeah but anyway so I'll just put the hob in now and he's just covering her he's just doing the business you might be able to hear actually. If I go up closer, you might be able to hear him covering her. So they make funny old noises, ferrets. It's sort of, I don't know, it's a bit of a hard noise to describe, really, but um, I don't know if you can hear them here. Eh? No, they're not doing too much at the moment, they're just having a sniff about and um, see what's going on. So I've got a box here that I put them in because you don't want too much space, really, when the hob's covering the old jill here because. You can drag her around like a sack of spuds and ain't too good for her really. So the smaller the space, the less she'll get dragged around because it's not pleasant really ferret mating. It's uh, it can be a bit violent for the old Jill. She doesn't have a lot of say really, most of the time. The hob, you know, sort of gets on the back of her and scruffs her up and, you know, does his business, puts this little hob willy in there. So yeah, but yeah, they're just at it now, having a good go or just starting. So we'll, I'll leave them in for the next 12 hours and then I'll um, come back tomorrow and uh, see if he's done his business. Normally you can tell a few signs there, like, you know, only a top ferret breeder would know, if you know what I mean, wink, wink. Um, so yeah, I'll just leave them to it there. So God, yeah, so what have I been up to? Well, on Saturday, I had a half marathon up Exmoor at a place called Porlock. Still in Devon, pushing Somerset border, but still in Devon. So yeah, weren't quite into old Wurzel country up there. But anyway, yeah, lovely little spot there. Coo Martin it's called. Beautiful, beautiful hills and deep valleys. So the last six weeks, I've been training for this half in the old gym and out running on the old lanes around here and on a few tracks and fields and that. There was a trail run, you see, so I've been on the old training for the last six weeks and um, had this half on Saturday. So set off, it was in the morning it was, split, split start times with the old COVID and that. So it was in the morning must have been I think my start time was about quarter quarter to ten really so we got there got there about nine did a bit of warming up and stretching 
and then uh, wandered over to the old start line. It wasn't too bad then, it was um, pretty cool really. It was a sort of slight overcast sort of morning it was. Anyway, went to Lou and that, the old business, and then set out, got to the start line, and uh, off I went really. Did it with a friend of mine, I wasn't by myself, so that was cool. There's another friend of mine there as well, but she had already gone and set off before, like, she wanted to get a good time in, so she was gone. And then um, me and my mate set off. Luckily, the first couple kilometers was downhill. So the last sort of runs I've been doing over the last few years, they've all been uphill starts. But luckily, this was downhill. I don't go and check these runs out before, I just sort of, you know, turn up and hope for the best. I have a look on the old map, you know, see what's going on, see the route and that, but I see the elevation was fairly high, but I'll get to that bit in a minute. So anyway, set off, yeah, down, or mostly old coastal paths, trail runs, you know, off-road obviously. So we set off down the hill, it started getting a bit warm by this point, it started to warm up a bit. So we set off. Gone on to the oak. We were on it was tarmac for the first kilometer, and then as we were descending down the hill around Coombe, we headed to this coastal path. Got onto the old coastal path, still going down a bit, not too bad, and then he went up. And that was it. It was up for a long time. Up, up, up. So the total elevation for this run turned out to be. 2,000 feet in elevation, which someone told me is the equivalent to going to base camp of Everest or something like that. Something like that, anyway. Uh, when someone told me that, it made me feel sick. But yeah, so off we went. A few Ks in now, and uh, it was getting harder and harder. Oh, it was brutal. And then we come up onto the cliff path there, beautiful views. I haven't seen views like that for a long time. Beautiful coastline, so wild and out there, you know, just like magnificent. Anyway, we were there boshing away, you know, taking a few pictures, you know, a couple selfies here and there, like, you know. Um, there's a few runners coming up behind us, so we sort of let them pass, you know. Because when I do these trail runs, for me, they're more about completion rather than trying to get a good time. I do it to enjoy it, you know, a bit of a tourist, really, sort of. Well, I'm not going to say you could call me a tourist in Devon, but yeah, I was being a bit of a tourist taking pictures and enjoying it all, really, you know. Um, but anyway, so we're there running along. Then we start going down, down into this deep valley. And I wasn't sure if we were going to be going back up the other side. I could see there was a coastal path the other side. I was thinking, God, that's a hell of a high up there. Anyway, we start going up, coming down on the river there. Beautiful waterfall, like... Oh, it's just so many little nice little spots and that, that I just wasn't expecting. Anyway, we start to then go up following the signs. It's all marked out, you see, this company, Endurance Life is called the company that set it all up. I probably should have, should have said that at the beginning when I started talking about uh, what I was going to talk about. But anyway, <laughs> I just wing these things, so bear with me. But yeah, Endurance Life is the name of the company. They mark it out hell of a well, you see. So you've got little red arrow markers that we follow. So as we started going back up, come down to the river there, and we started going back up. Cool. It was getting hot by this point. You know, we was feeling fairly warm, fairly warm like. There was no air in the bottom of the valley there, you see. Nothing at all like, like literally just so humid, sticky. Oh, I was struggling, it was going up. It was like a little sheep 
it went on to like a little sheep truck, you know, something I'd send my dogs up. Really, it was it was just to walk it, let alone run it or try and run it. It was gravelly and stony and rocky. There was a bench sort of halfway up, real narrow sort of path, windy through all the bracken and gorse and that. The little bench there, sort of just leant on it just for a minute to catch my breath, and that was it. Cool, I got back up. I went hell of a lightheaded, and I said to my mate, "Cool, put my arms out." And I was like, "Just so you know." I'm feeling lightheaded, and I might go. And I was thinking, no, I'll be all right. So we got up, we kept going, we kept going. I thought we'll keep going. The best thing to do in these situations is just keep moving. It was tough. There was nowhere. I was, I was dying inside. I was thinking, fuck me, this is only, this is only like six k in, you know. And this is a half marathon, you know. You got thirteen. 0.1 miles, so that's like 21k. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm not even done half of this yet. So anyway, luckily got to the top and I felt a lot better. That coastal wear hit me. God, it was like it was literally like opening a door to just a giant gust of wind. It was oh it was just sort of deep breath and in it went and of course made me feel so much better and then off we went you see carried on motoring once we got up the top there it sort of leveled out a bit you see and i was away we were away there for a good 5k boshing it out when we hit drink station drink station they're quite good this company they give out like sweets bananas crisps they got water there it's like an old pump foot set hey get out of there sorry my dog's digging out bloody turf from under the ferrets here what are you doing you bugger oh god he's made a right mess anyway yeah so this company's really good they give out sweets and stuff on the old water stations and um that's just what i needed when i got there i was like oh this is perfect they got an old foot pump there because of covid you can't like touch the taps and stuff and they got a bit of water supply set up so you can fill up your bottles and that because i run with this old water hydration running vest you see so i can fill up my little bottles and i got little uh water tubes coming out and i can suck on that and give me water straight from my chest into my mouth and you know i don't have to like get anything out of my pocket it's all just sort of there in front of me so i filled them up and then we uh Oh, I think by that point, my mate decided to drop a fart, uh, which was lingering around, so we uh, decided to mosey on and get away. <laughs> anyway, we, and uh, anyway, at this point, it was sort of going down again, but back along the coastal path, and then all of a sudden, we hit this rocky track that went on for quite a way, and um, it just suddenly went left, back inland, uphill for a long way, and then we hit an old trig point. The big old rocky sort of monument, and then there's an old granite trig point. I don't know if you know what trig points are, but trig points mark the highest point in the area which you're in. There's still quite a lot of trig points dotted around the old UK. A lot of them sort of been buried or destroyed or moved or worn away over the years. But anyway, there was a trig point at the top of this hill here on the on the coast part on the coast path, which went back in line. Anyway, at that point, I knew we would climb a hell of a lot of feet once I saw the trick point. I was like, well, that marks the highest point, so yeah, we're bloody high, so 
and then I knew we were going to be descending. So luckily it was all downhill from there, but then we went into the woods and it got a bit tricky, it got a bit rough and it got a bit hairy. And a lot of people had passed me on this coastal run and fallen over. I'd seen, I could see they had fallen over because they had like scuffed their elbow. And my mate tripped up and bashed her knee at one point, but she was all right, she carried on going. Um, luckily I didn't fall over because I took it steady. See, I, I take the old tortoise approach. I ain't no hair, you see. I just sort of chug along like an old steam train or a tortoise at my own pace. And that's how I get through it, you see. Um, but anyway, so going downhill at this point through the woods and then we come back into a bit of more civilization, you see, and we hit a pub. I can't remember what the pub was called. I think it was like the Hunts Inn or something down in a little village, beautiful part down there. We're coming back towards Coo Martin now. We hit another drink station and mate was like, yeah, you got like two miles of uphill and a half, I think it is. And yeah, I was like, oh great, thanks for that mate, yeah. So at this point it was bloody hot, you know, I was, it was literally, it was sweaty, it was sticky, I was humid, all that, it was, I was struggling, real struggling. Eddie, I ain't going to chuck that for you, you're just going to have to wait a minute, I'm doing a podcast, alright? Just give me a minute, and then, um, I think this is my longest one at the moment. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, I'll chuck that for you in a minute, mate, let me just finish this. Bloody dog's staring at me here. Yeah, so... We started going back up now, and me at the drink station said we had two miles to go. Thinking, God, and at this point, like I said, it was bloody hot. A lot of the runners, we sort of pacing ourselves, sort of walking the sprint, trying to get through it. It was just getting hotter and hotter, and it was just going up and up and up this path back towards the um, finish. Oh, and I, I was running out of steam here, so I popped an old energy gel I take these energy gel packs you can get a lot of cyclists use them or people athletes doing endurance running and sports and fitness and stuff whatever they're really good a lot of triathletes use them these energy gels are plenty good so I popped one of those I'd already popped one before so I popped another one and away I was that kind of like woke kind of you know give me a bit of energy there and woke me up so I'm heading back towards the finish now back on the old coast path and we're actually above the first coastal path that we were going down so there's another coastal path above that one sounds confusing but yeah i didn't realize that look back down and i was like oh that's the one we started on coming back down so it also like connects and interconnects with, with all the paths so we'll meet each other if that makes sense so getting quite close now to the finish line i was hoping few runners were telling me the same as they were coming past not not long now mate you know getting there getting there Everyone's, everyone's full of encouragement, you know, and they reassure each other. So it's all really nice and that, like. And then it just suddenly goes back up onto an old sheep track, like real at a sharp angle, steep. I was like, oh, not this again. I didn't know I was left probably less than 20 meters from the finish. And then I was going out and I cleaned onto this tree and I was thinking, fucking hell, am I going to make this? Am I going to make? Have I got anything left in me? You sort of just have to drag yourself. I was buggered by this point. I was heat exhausted and my feet were sore. My legs were all right. They weren't too bad. It's just my feet were bloody sore. Because it's such uneven ground, you see. Anyway, I heard the old, I heard the old music bopping out on the old speakers. 
And there it was, the finish. Saw the marshal. This way, sir, turn right. But there it is, straight in front of me. Cross the finish. Oh, bloody lovely. I couldn't believe it, I was done. And um, so my overall time was about three hours, three and a half hours, a bit more, I think. Um, I think someone did that half in one hour 36 or something like that, which is crazy, if you ask me. But yeah, so that was my half marathon. Bit of an old ramble on this one. Some people might have got bored. Some people might find it interesting. But yeah, so that was my half and um, come away with a medal, got my old medal and a t-shirt and a few energy bars and a gel there. Um, bloody lovely. Uh, I'm glad I did it and I worked pretty hard to do it. And um, I got another one booked on the 31st, back up that way actually, but with a different company. This is Trail Running Events, the one. Um, I can take my dog on that one as well actually. So I think I'll take Max, Eddie, probably leave Eddie, he just looked at me then, didn't you Eddie? I'll probably leave you and I'll take you old Maxie, me and Max did it last year, this one. Back around the same sort of areas we did, I did last year with Max and it's quite nice, this is a company that lets you take dogs, so yeah, we'll see how we get on, won't we Max? That'll, so that'll be on the 31st, so I'll go back on, I've had a little break here now, the last couple of days, and then I'll start my training again and get back into it all really. It's, uh, some people ask me, why do I do it, you know, what? What's the reason for it? Because it is like, it is endurance, you know, it's almost like army sort of start, uh, type sort of training, almost. Or endurance, it's, it's brutal. It's not, it's nothing like running on tarmac, I can tell you that. It's, these coastal trail runs, they're pretty brutal. But anyway, got my medal. And uh, yeah, all gravy really. So um, I'll look forward to the next one. And um, so, my, going back to podcast, my next podcast is going to be, so my next episode will be episode eight, and it's the one that I've been advertising, and I'm going to have a guest speaker, or a special guest, I would say a guest speaker, he's more going to be a special guest, and it's all going to get a little bit hillbilly, I ain't going to give too much away, it's all a big surprise really, so it'll be my first podcast that I'm doing with someone else, so it's going to be interesting. This chap, he doesn't really know much about, he's a bit like me, he doesn't know anything about podcasts really. It's all new to him, so it's going to be a bit of fun, something to look forward to. Stay tuned, this is Devon Dave signing off.